Welcome back to For the Love of Astrophysics. I am your host Aditya Sundar and today we are going to talk about the Big Bang and the birth of our universe. Everyone knows that the universe began with the Big Bang. But what exactly is this Big Bang theory? How did we prove it actually happened? One thing everyone eventually learns in fields of physics and science is that one shouldn't accept anything as they are told without proof and to question everything you hear and learn until you reach an acceptable answer. So what exactly is the Big Bang theory? Well, initially theorized by the Belgian astronomer and priest Georges Lemaître, The Big Bang is actually the theory that everything in the whole universe emerged from a tiny particle. George hypothesized that the universe had stretched and expanded to get as big as it is now, and that it could be possible that it continues to expand even now. This was one of the first times that such a theory emerged. So for two whole years, thousands of people wondered whether he was actually right. people started to think about how they could prove that he was right others thought about how exactly it would have even happened in the first place but then astronomer edwin hubble noticed through the telescope that galaxies were moving further and further away from us in addition to this he also noticed that the farthest galaxies and stars were actually moving faster than the ones closer to us this meant that what george first theorized might have actually been true Given the cosmic age of the universe, the distance between us and the other galaxies and stars, and the rate by which they move away from us, we can calculate that everything was in fact stored in one tiny particle billions of years ago. So what actually happened during the Big Bang? While researching to find answers to this question, I found that the big bang theory isn't just a shot in the dark like most people would have thought but actually has conclusive evidence gathered over time to back it up. Scientists have studied these evidences and have even made a timeline of the universe using it. But make no mistake, we're still not completely sure that the big bang theory is what happened. There are many other theories such as the steady state theory or the black hole theory and many others. We might be completely wrong about our assumption of the big bang. We might be completely wrong. There could be so many new things that come to light that could change our whole understanding of this. The big bang is often confused with the huge explosion of matter moving outward inside infinite space. That's what most people would have thought. right it's a huge explosion of matter that's moving outward inside infinite amount of space try picturing the expansion of space itself imagine a continuous explosion lasting for infinite time this is what the big bang is still not exactly sure well it's understandable because most people would have thought of space as a simple backdrop to our universe Well, a good example to describe this is by visualizing a mound of raisin bread dough. Imagine a mound of raisin bread dough. The dough represents space and the raisins represent the galaxies and stars. As the dough rises, you'll notice that the dough and space between each raisin is expanding 
and the raisins seem to be moving further and further away from each other so it's not as much as the galaxies and stars themselves moving away from each other but instead the space between them itself that's expanding so you're probably thinking of this question right if space itself is what's expanding what's outside this space this question never occurred to us when we thought of space as but a backdrop to our universe but the moment we find that space is the thing that's expanding it makes us wonder what exactly space is expanding into what's outside that door is it another bigger meta space well we'll talk more about space itself and what it could be and what's outside the space in later on episodes so now that we know that space is the thing that's expanding how did the matter form before we thought of the big bang as the explosion of matter but now that we know that it's the expansion of space how did those raisins those stars and galaxies form let's go step by step initially the whole universe was believed to be concentrated in one tiny particle we know that right in the first hundredth of a billionth of a trillionth of a trillionth of a second that's 10 raised to minus 34 of a second the universe experienced what is known as inflation which is the incredible burst of expansion during this process space expanded faster than the speed of light and doubled in size more than 90 times going from subatomic sized to tennis ball sized almost instantaneously wait a minute let's just go back a second space expanded faster than the speed of light didn't einstein's theory of relativity state that nothing can exceed the speed of light how can something exceed the cosmic speed limit this topic is too huge to explain now so let's put a pin in it and talk about it in another episode So the universe expanded from a subatomic sized particle to get as big as a tennis ball sized almost instantaneously not seeming like much to you well imagine a tiny grain of sand there are probably more than 40 quintillion atoms inside that tiny grain of sand each of those atoms hold more than 20 subatomic particles in them imagine that tiny subatomic particle growing in size so fast that within a fraction of a fraction of a second it's already the size of a tennis ball that's how fast the universe expanded still not seeming like much to you well that's because imagining something to grow to the size of a tennis ball seems like really less well remember that tiny grain of sand pick that up and imagine within a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second it expands to become twice the size of the sun yes the same one sun that can be filled with more than 1 million earths that's the speed at which the universe expanded within the first billionth of a trillionth of a trillionth of a second so getting back to the topic the universe expanded so much within that tiny fraction of a second scientists have studied many things such as radiation from the early stages of the universe and many other things and it turns out that 10 raised to minus 46 of a second after the big bang is the farthest back in time that we can see we can't see before 10 raised to minus 46 of a second 
We don't even know what might have actually happened before this time. But some speculate that whatever happened before this time caused that tiny particle from which everything came from to inflate. Basically, sometimes scientists say that before this 10 raised to minus 46 of a second, whatever happened would have most likely caused the universe to expand. Some scientists say that our universe might have been born as a result of two other universes colliding. But we'll get into that and the multiverse theory on another day. So getting back to the timeline, the universe continued to expand while matter started to form. So about a second after the Big Bang, space was filled with protons, neutrons, electrons, neutrinos, photons and many other particles. This can be seen as a primordial soup of particles. None of the particles in the soup combine or interact with each other, but instead just stay there. In the first three minutes after the Big Bang, the lighter elements were formed through a process known as Big Bang nucleosynthesis. This is the process that occurred when the universe was cool enough to form stable protons and neutrons. It actually refers to the production of nuclei. While researching about Big Bang nucleosynthesis, I came across a term which refers to the imbalance of matter and antimatter, baryogenesis. To fully understand this term, one must research and learn a lot about particle physics. So I'll explain this term very briefly in a way that can be understood and at the same time not going too much in depth in particle physics. Baryogenesis is simply the physical process which took place before Big Bang nucleosynthesis, which is hypothesized to produce baryon asymmetry. Let's break that term down, baryo asymmetry. We know that asymmetry means an imbalance, right? We refer to as asymmetry and symmetry as balance and imbalance. If we take a shape and cut it into half, one side should look the same as the other. That's what symmetry means, right? So let's go with that terminology for now. Symmetry and asymmetry simply mean a balance and imbalance. So in this term, asymmetry means an imbalance. As for a baryon, it's basically a category of subatomic particles. This is where particle physics comes into play. You see, there are certain elementary particles, even smaller than neutrons and protons, which actually make up said protons and neutrons. One of these particles is a quark. A baryon, simply put, is any subatomic particle made up of three quarks. Examples of this include protons and neutrons, both made up of three quarks each. By putting the two words together, we can see that baryon asymmetry just means that there is an imbalance in the baryons. But what does that mean? Well, it actually means that there is a tiny imbalance between baryonic matter, regular matter, and antibaryonic matter, which is antimatter. What exactly is antimatter, you ask, and why should there be an imbalance? How was that imbalance even created? Well, like I said before, to understand all of the answers to these questions, you need to go in depth in quantum mechanics. So let's leave those questions for another episode. So after this process occurred of Big Bang nucleosynthesis and baryogenesis, Time passed by and temperatures slowly cooled enough for the protons and neutrons to form the first atoms. 
The first atoms were of the isotope deuterium, which is just an unstable form of pure hydrogen. Now, when an atom is unstable, it really doesn't want to be that way for long. So it quickly finds a way to make it stable. So most of this deuterium combined to form atoms and molecules of helium, which is stable, and small traces of lithium, which is also stable, both of which are elements in the periodic table. For the first 350,000 years or so after this stage, the universe was too hot, around 1 billion Kelvin for light to even form. So for the whole time, it was completely black and there was no light whatsoever. You know how when your power goes off and it's really dark, you can't really see anything. But over time, your eyes slowly get adjusted to the light and you can slowly start seeing things. This is because your cornea opens up more and more to let light in. But in this case of the universe, there is no light to begin with. So you literally see nothing for those 350,000 years. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference between you closing your eyes and you opening your eyes. You would have been a blind man with perfect eyesight. There was nothing important that happened during those 350,000 years and it was incredibly black. So it was quite literally the dark ages of the universe. This brings us to the end of our first episode. Now, I've explained a lot of things regarding the Big Bang Theory. But keep in mind that it's still in the theoretical stage. It does have a lot of evidence to back it up, yes, but we still don't know for sure if that's what happened. There are certain points that conflict with the Big Bang, like how can so much energy and mass stored be stored in one tiny particle? It raises the matter of a singularity, which is said to be undefined. There are so many conflicting theories, such as the black hole theory or the steady state theory. I need to stress upon this point as the Big Bang theory is the leading theory, but nonetheless, it's a theory. There might be new information that comes to light that changes our whole understanding of the birth of the universe. Like maybe we find a star that's older than the universe. Maybe if we find that the universe is younger than we thought. There are so many possible things that could happen that could dismiss the Big Bang theory. It's been an amazing journey up till now, and what happens after this is just as amazing, if not more. In the next episode, we'll be addressing one of the biggest questions that you might have gotten while listening to this episode. What are the evidences that support the Big Bang Theory?